and welcome to the Borbo and Bungus Hour. I'm Borbo. And I'm Bungus. And this is a show where two married idiots hit the random button on Wikipedia and explore its deep, dank depths for history, mystery, science, and absolute fucking horseshit. Hi, honey. Hi, babe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It was my birthday this past week. And also Valentine's Day. Yes, they are one and the same. Yes. It's pretty fucking terrible. St. Jim Valentine died so you could be born. So, like, having a birthday on Valentine's Day is actually, like, I think it's the second worst birthday behind Christmas because, uh, like, you want to hang out with people on your birthday. You know, you want to party, have a good time, you know? And... Like, most people, they're either insanely bitter because it's Valentine's Day, or they don't want to hang out because they're spending time with their loved ones. Do you have a problem with spending time with your loved ones? I I mean, I, if I want to hang out with somebody. Oh, double standard. Okay. Rude. All right, our first random article. <laughs> Fuck off. Our first random article is the Kempoli Railway Station. Kempoli is a railway station in the municipality of Kempoli, near Oulu, Finland. It was opened in 1886 together with a railway in Oulu. The station building designed by a Finnish architect, Nut Nylander, Knut, it's K-N-U-T. Nut Nylander? Nut Nylander. Your name's Nut. Like me, some trains, gonna build a station. Was built in 1884 and later expanded in 1904. The track was electrified in 1983, but the station closed on May 7th, 1990. In September 26, 2013, the Finnish Transport Agency and the municipality of Campele signed a contract to build a new platform and reopen the station. Fuck yeah, dude, trains. I'm all for public transit. That's good shit. Oh, the service has resumed in 2016. Yes. It's also a really cute little building. Yeah, well, it's got little trees around it. It looks like there's absolutely nothing there but a dirt road. Looks like a grandma house. You look like a grandma house. Oh. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> was it just that. a mention of a grandma that was just making you go, oh, because you love your grandma? I do. My grandma's fucking cool. Okay. John Blake Rice. Yeah, Blake Rice! John Blake Rice. Blake Rice! <laughs> was an American actor, theatrical producer, and politician. He served as the mayor of Chicago, Illinois, as a member of the Republican Party. It, I mean, he looks like he should own a bar. His beard looks like a butt. Yeah. He looks like he should own a bar, though, doesn't he? I think so. Like, you could just expect to walk in with, like, a, a fucking towel over his shoulder, and he's just like, hey, what are you having? Yeah, be rice. Yeah, rice wine. Yeah, that's all we got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at my butt beard. Yeah. Stare into the butt beard. Stare into the butt beard. You will find your fortune in here between these hairy cheeks on my face. Our next random article is Grave Mistake. Grave Mistake is a detective novel by Ngaio, N-G-A-I-O, Ngaio Marsh. 
It is a th- it is the thirtieth novel to feature Roderick Allen and was first published in nineteen seventy eight. The plot concerns the supposed suicide of a wealthy widow in a chic respa and involves a rare and famous postage stamp. Set in and around a fictional village of Upper Quintern in England's Weald of Kent, it is the last of Marsh's cozy English village mysteries and was followed by Photo Finish, her final novel to set in New Zealand, and Light Thickens, her final novel in a theatrical setting. The book was received and sold extremely well, as the author wrote in 1979 to a friend, Grave Mistake seems to be beating all the records in the USA. It has sold 22,000 copies and is still going strong. Hey, I like that the entire plot of this fucking mystery novel is written right there for us. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Now, the light thickens. Some thick light. <clears throat> but no, Do like... Do you think it'd be hard to move through thick light? Yeah. W- would it have the consistency of jello? Molasses. Molasses. Kinderbach is a small river of North Rhine-Westphalia, Germany. It flows into the Kahnenbach, southwest of Munster. Westphalia sounds like a fetish for cowboys. Ooh, yeah. Now. Got a bit of that Westphalia, do you, baby? Well, I got some trench foot that could use sucking. Make me some bean, and I'll, <laughs> I'll show you what it's all about. Got a saddle sore in the shape of Abraham Lincoln if you want to give him a little smooch. Mm. Babe stinking. Oh, God. One of them California big hunks. October 1966, Lunar Eclipse. A prenumbral lunar eclipse took place on October 29th, 1966. This was a deep penumbral eclipse. Penumbral? Penumbral, yeah. Eclipse with over 90% within penumbral shadow. Penumbral is like moon shadow. Huh. Yeah. Neat. Now you know. I learned that weight from a video game. Joyo Velarde. Joyo Velarde is a Filipino hip-hop and soul singer. Her husband is Lyrics Born. She has been featured on numerous tracks by the Quantum Project's cohorts. Do we have any uh, songs on here that we can read? Hey, we do. No, those are guest appearances. Whatever, we can read them. Uh, the studio albums are Love and Understanding. The mixtapes are Hey Love. The EPs are Joy of Velarde. And the single singles, Sweet Angels. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't as fun. No, it wasn't. Look at that guy. Lyrics born. There he Tomo is. Tom Shimura. Fuck yeah. Way to go, Lyrics Born. To Somu Tom. Ooh, Gernrode Abbey. Gernrode Abbey was a house of secular canonesses in Gemrode. Gernrode? Gemrode? In what is now Saxony Anhalt, Germany. Gernrode was founded in 959. That was a while ago. God damn and was disestablished in the 17th century. In the Middle Ages, the abbey was an imperial abbey and had the status of imperial immediacy, German, Reichunmittelbarkiet, and an imperial state. In the early modern period, the abbey was part of the Upper Saxon Circle. My Upper Saxon Circle needs a massage. My chakras are blocked. Acupunct my Saxon Circle. 
Let my energy flow freely. Is acupunct? Yeah, that's the act of acupuncture. Is that a word? No, that's like a sharp punk from like an 80s movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the acupunct. Yeah, I got a knife. Yeah, I'm going to give you a nice muscle relaxing fucking stab. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually a supporting character in SLC Punk. But he got cut. He was left on the cutting room floor. Oh, yeah, he was left on the cutting room floor. He was the cutting guy. Yeah. That was his room. Mm-hmm. They just let him lay there all day. You going to film me? I'm going to lay here in my cutting room until you come get me. And they're like, yeah, okay, but I will I'll come get you. That's not, <laughs> we, can, we can't have this fucking guy in our movie. <laughs> just leave him in here. He gets, he gets a whole room called the cutting room to himself. Fucking leave him in here. I don't, I don't want him in my movie. I don't want him in my 80s gang violence movie starring Clint Eastwood's brother, Stink Eastwood. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Pilgrim Stink Eastwood. I don't want that spiky boy in my movie. I want to shoot the gangsters. I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> Classic Stink Eastwood line. He says that in the movie. Oh, yeah, of course. Breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Looks right into the eyes of the audience. Looks right into their souls. Yeah, the name of the movie was Stink in the City. So... Okay. <laughs> okay. Our next random article is the toughest dungeon in the world. Holy shit. The toughest dungeon in the world is a 1980 role-playing game soul adventure for tunnels and trolls. Well, all right. That's fucking cool. It's a solo adventure. Probably would be fucking hard then. Especially because like old school D&D type games are like unbelievably hard. Mm -hmm. Which I guess was kind of the point. Of of uh, war games back then was to just be really challenging. It wasn't so much a a story being told as a fucking meat grinder. Yeah, right. <laughs> gonna get attached to this character? No, fuck you. We're gonna die. We're gonna die, and you're gonna get gold. I wonder if we could still find this game. There was a website called The Trove where you could find PDFs of stuff like that, but it got deleted. And that makes me sad. I had a lot of really cool stuff saved on my phone from that site that I no longer have uh, access to. Thanks, Internet. I'd like one tough dungeon, please. So this is like a reprint. No, it's just a PDF. Yeah, but it, like the art's different, so it's a reprint. Mm-hmm. For $8, you can get the toughest dungeon in the world. The toughest dungeon. It's made out of boot leather. It's got screws in it. So you walk in it get a little cut on your foot and you'll go eh, you don't want to fuck with that this is too tough i can't do this i can't do this it's too tough stella brooks oh was an american jazz vocalist brooks began singing in san francisco early in the 1930s she moved to new york city in 1937 where she sang in the ensembles of art hodes Sidney beckett Joe Sullivan, George Brunus, and Frank Newton. I can read names good. You're doing really good. Among others, she played at the New York Hall in the 19... In 1940... She played at the New York Town Hall in 1946. During this time, she... Look at that guy's mustache. That dude fucks. During this time, she befriended a man with a mustache named Tennessee Williams, who fucks, and Billie Holiday. She was sometimes called the White Billie Holiday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Williams wrote about Brooks in his memoirs. 
I mean, the white Billie Holiday. That's kind yeah. Of, that's awful. Hey, you know, in Star Wars, in the cantina scenes where there are those guys that are playing the music. Yeah. You know what that genre is called in the canon of Star Wars? What? Jizz. I am not joking you. That is, if you, dear audience, were to Google Star Wars jizz music, you wouldn't get porn. You'd get the cantina theme from A New Hope. Jizz. Jizz. George mm-hmm. Lucas came up with that. Thanks, Georgie Boy. Of course, boy. George, Lu- George Lucas didn't come up with it. His fucking jowls did. Georgie Boy, if you're listening, thank you and your jowls for coming up with cum tunes. I appreciate that. <laughs> cum tunes. Yeah, it's a uh, really important part of our, our, our uh, deep Star Wars lore that uh, anytime I hear this music, it uh, makes me pop a fat fucking nut. Yeah, uh... (laughs) Oh, God, did we really need the sound of, like, what we'd imagine George Lucas's popping his fat nut would be? No, that was air escaping from his sleeping body as his jowls take over his brain for the night. (laughs) He's like a werewolf. Like, on the day-to-day, he's just an average dude. You know, good guy, works at a Starbucks, but at night, once five o'clock hits, the jowls take over. The jowls take over. Yeah. Fucking George Lucas's fat fucking jowls. Now that I've taken control of Georgie Boy's mind, I'm going to make a Star Wars prequel, he said in 1997. <laughs> yes, Darth Vader will be a little blonde boy. Yes, Natalie Portman will be here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> There will be a funny orange man who steps in the poop. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Okay. George Lucas wakes up in a sweater. What the fuck? I had a nightmare of funny orange men and poop and Natalie Portman. And then he sees that the Star Wars Phantom Menace is coming out and he just silently sobs. (laughs) That was the sob. Yeah. The sob of silence. Our next article is the Slavic calendar. Oh. While many Slavic languages officially use Latin-derived names for the months of the year, the Gregorian calendar, there is also a set of other names for the 12 months that differs from the Latin months, known as Latin months names, as they are of Slavic origin. In some languages, such as the Serbian languages, these traditional names have been archaicized. Or archaiza, archaized, 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 like archaic archaism, mm. archaized, Ar- archived. Okay, and are thus seldom used. Bethany Edmonds. Fuck yeah. Bethany Maitai Edmonds is a New Zealand Maori weaver, textile artist, museum professional, and hip-hop lyricist. She is affiliated with Nagari Kuri Iwi. Her works are held in the collection of the Auckland City Gallery. Let's see what her works look like. Is there an example anywhere? No, there's no example. That's too bad. I would like to see. Hmm. Yeah. Um, The Maori people are really interesting. Yeah, they are. It's good that uh, Pacific Islanders in general, them included, are getting to be recognized more formally mm-hmm. in, in the art and, I mean, everything, really. Yeah. 
I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna bring it up again. Are we ready? Bring what up again? On Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. Oh. He goes and he sees the Maori people. And it's an enjoyable episode. Does he like do he, a haka? He he uh goes through and like forages for a lot of like what they used to eat like way back in the day, you know, before grocery stores and shit like that. Right. But he goes through and he forages and he he tries to kill a pig. Does if it, I remember right. Does he no. Do that's Texas that he does that. Whatever. Uh yeah, no, he 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 does do a lot of foraging to make his meal at the end. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, way to go, Georgie boy. It's a cool show. I really like it. Obviously, this is the third episode I brought it up on. I want to read this one. Ryuji Sasai is a Japanese video game composer and bass guitarist. Fuck yeah. He's best known for his work on Zack, Final Fantasy Legends 3, and Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. His musical career came about when he was 15 years old and he formed a band. Before entering the gaming industry, Sasai was involved in, I can't see through your head, in the anime department, scoring two television series and a film. After creating music for four games as a freelancer, he was employed at Square from 1991 to 1998. Is that Square Enix? Yeah. They've rebranded to Square since then. Uh, where he worked on five games in total. Sasai often collaborated with fellow composers Tadahiro Nita and Chichiro Fujioka during his career. He has also been a member of the rock band's novella and action and is currently performing as a bassist. Is there a list of what games he's done on this page somewhere? I might recognize his work from something. Hey, there we go. The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Adventures of the Little Koala. Windaria, Zack, the Art of Visual Stage, Frey and Magical Adventure, Zack 2, The Rising of the Red Moon. You get the rest of the 90s. Final Fantasy Legend 3, wow. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, Rudra no Hio, Tobol number 1, Bushido Blade 2. Did you ever play the Bushido Blades? I feel like I might have. I never did. Uh, Hey, go back to his... Uh, his favorite brands are Extreme Jude brands. <laughs> Judas Priest brand toilet paper. <laughs> oh no, he likes the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now wait a minute. He's an older guy. He was born in the '60s. He might like the early Red Hot Chili Peppers when they were still something and not and not California's official band. Yeah, listen, they were in the movie Cars, right? California. California's official band, yeah, the Red, Red Hot, Hot Chili, Chili Peppers, Peppers. Were? I think so. Okay. If you've made it into the movie Cars, you're milk toast. You're uninteresting. You're the John yep. Arbuckle of music. Yeah, you're the John Arbuckle of California. Yeah. Life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. Uh, okay, so I, I have this hatred for uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it's because I'm a, like, I really like the band Mr. Bungle. Mm-hmm. And they were on the same record label. Because Californication was set to come out at the same time Mr. Bungle's album California was about to come out, they pushed back California by two months. And they lost out, Mr. Bungle lost out on so much money from the release of their album. And that's fucked up. They also, Red Hot Chili Peppers also kicked them off of the tour that they were on with them. Once again, 
making them lose out on all kinds of money. To be fair, Californication isn't a bad album. It's not bad. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah, it's it's just love ballads about California. Like, we've heard it. We get it. We get it, Anthony Kiedis. You'll fucking Listen, like California. Anthony Kiedis wants to fuck Mount Shasta and find the gold and the lizard men <laughs> underneath it or whatever it was. And, I mean, arguably, California is a much better album. Oh, yeah. Mr. Bungle kicks ass. Dear listeners, if you ever listen to music, I don't know if you do that. If you ever listen to music, listen to Mr. Bungle's album, California. It's actually one of my favorite albums. It's one it's, of... It's weird, and it's out there, and I really dig that kind of shit. Yes, you like your avant-garde shit, for I sure. I do. Okay, Ran- next random article. Boswiller. Huh. Is a ca- commune in the Basrine Department of Grand Est in northeastern France. What is a commune? You know what a commune is. I know, but maybe our dear listeners don't. Oh, actually, it's something different. Oh, it's a French like, come in. (laughs) (laughs) Read it in a French accent, the first sentence of that. Okay. The commune is a label of having steered made a straight. I can't do it. (laughs) I tried. You You made the attempt. The commune is a level of administrative dis- division in the French Republic. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. So, okay, I saw a commune, I try again. and if I'm If you thinking, fall off the bike, you got to get back on it. Yeah, if you fall off the bike, you call your mom, and she picks you up after school. Uh, so I was thinking it was a commune like, you know, a cult. You know there was a commune not too far from here where we're recording? Yes, I do. The, it's still there. Oneida's still there? No shit. No, 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 no. Uh, I thought you were talking about uh, Lily, Lilyvale. I think it, Lilyvale? That's not a commune. Yeah, it is. That's a, that's it's a, a commune of, like, psychics. Yeah, I, you're I can right. feel the hate seizing up in you. <laughs> and, <I'm laughs> and you know, kidding. I swallowed it. No, I suppose when I was thinking of commune, I was thinking of, like, a religiosity kind of thing. Oh, okay. Oneida had one. Uh, I mean, might still even fucking be there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah John Tyndall. Fucking John Tyndall. I want to read about him. Is a Canadian poet living in London, Ontario. John Tyndall works at the University of Western Ontario as a librarian on the DB, that's Dad Bod Weldon Library. <laughs> His work has been published in several his work has been published in several anthologies and has been collected in two full-length volumes. His work has been reviewed by the University of Toronto Quarterly and the Library Journal. Tyndall published The Fee for Exaltation in the Palm Poet series from the Canadian small press publisher Black Moss Press. I like his goatee. You got really excited when John Tyndall came up. Uh, listen, I, I, man, I like a man with a blue shirt and a beard. I'm here for that. You're, are you just a huge John Tyndall fan? You know, maybe I should be. I should give the Dad Bod Libraries volumes of his work a gander. Yeah, well, I mean, you have a Dad Bod, so you get free access. Yeah, the, it's a vault. <laughs> Take off your shirt. We'll let you in. Let's see that Dad Bod boy. All right, you want to read some poetry for free? I just blacked out and went down a hole where there were just a bunch of dad bods, and I was there for that. Yeah, the dad bod hole. Can I be the one at the vault that's like, take your shirt off? Yeah, you can be the judger of the dad bods. Awesome. Now, what dads are you referencing for this? 
What do you mean? I don't know. When you think uh, like dad bods. You just gotta you gotta look at it each one. How closely do you look There's like the neighbor from Home Improvement? <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. Well, we never get to see the dad bod. You imagine that dad bod. You think okay. of Wilson, the raw sexual energy of Wilson. You know why Tim the Toolman Taylor was going over there to get advice from uh from neighbor Wilson was just. The, the the sheer sexual miasma radiating. It was that hat, I think. Like, that hat, much like George Lucas's jowls that take over his body, the hat worn by Wilson in the hit show, Tim Allen repairs things on TV, I can't think of its fucking name right now, um, sort of it takes over his body, but in, in a spiritual sense, right? Wilson's still the man he is, but the hat sort of oozes a, a sexual spore like a mushroom. And boy, howdy, Tim the Tool Man, he wants a huff of that puff, you know what I'm saying? He uh, was a real sweaty set for that program, I tell you what. My wife is out of the room. I don't know where she's gone or when she'll come back, but uh, I just wanted to thank you, whoever may be listening, for doing so. It is appreciated greatly. Uh, especially since this is something my wife and I have been looking forward for doing for quite a while. So thank you for choosing to spend time with us as we spend time with each other. Uh, write in the comments what kind of mushroom you think it is that is in... There's no, there's no comments. Write in the graffiti on your favorite local restaurant what kind of mushroom you think it is that took over Wilson's body that made him into such a sexual beast. Okay, I was gone. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Wilson's hat's a mushroom. It it spores. But since it's merged with his man body, it's sex spores. <laughs> and Wilson's okay with it. It's completely consensual. Oh, well, that's, I mean, you know, consent is important. And Tim Allen has huffed too much of that man's sex puff. So he's addicted. That's why every episode he'd 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 slink over there like a like an addict, sweating and pallid, like a so, Wilson. I I need some advice, but I, I so um like addicts, like heroin addicts, like they scratch, mm -hmm. and like coke addicts, like they grind their teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, so like Wilson's spore hat is like the, his side effect going. <laughs> <laughs> He, he gets a tick. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> I, I need to come, come say something. I, I, I say something. <laughs> I need some advice. He, he's just pouring sweat. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. That's why he didn't want to stop doing that show. He's like, no, I can quit at any time. I just don't want to. I can quit the Wilson Spore anytime <laughs> I want. All right. Moving oh, on. Oh, God. It's like that game, The Last of Us, where all the zombies are mushroom people. Tim Allen was ground zero. Oh, no. Okay. On stage, Rainbow Album. On Stage is a double live album originally released by the British hard rock band Rainbow in 1977. It was recorded live over seven German and Japanese dates in late 1976 during the Rising World Tour. Sounds kind of dope. What are the, the songs? There are none. 
but it's an album. Yeah, they don't. Oh, okay. Here we go. Kill the King. Medley. Man on the Silver Mountain. Blues starstruck. Catch the Rainbow. Mistreated. The Deep Purple cover. 16th Century Green Sleeves. I like that title. Still I'm Sad. The Yardbirds cover. And that's it. It's a double album. It sure is. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. That's all we get from old Rainbow. I thought the producer's name was Martin Bitch, and I thought that was funny. But Martin Birch makes more sense. I really want it to be Martin Bitch. Martin Birch, if you're listening, shame your name ain't Marching Bitch. Marching Bitch? Marching Bitch. Okay. (laughs) He's got places to be. He's got to march. Go on, get. Get going, Martin. Wow. New Market Viaduct. Oh, fuck yeah. Viaducts are cool. The New Market Viaduct is a seven-lane state highway viaduct in Auckland, New Zealand. The 700-long viaduct, which is up to 20 high, Mm. carries the Southern Motorway over New Market suburb. Oh, I thought it was an aqueduct. Okay. (laughs) I don't like highways. You you see, here I was thinking that you were such a big fan of highways. No, I'm a big fan of easy public transit access and highways not breaking apart communities. Well, I mean, it went over the community. Well, yeah, but now you're living in a town with a fucking bridge going through it. You got all that noise. Yeah, but okay, so... When you put something like that into a town, it makes the town more accessible, therefore making the town's economy better. The town that we live in is right off of a highway. How good is our economy? Oh, it's absolute shit. But we have nothing here. It's a shame that it wasn't some busy road that could connect us to other points of, oh, wait a minute. There's a highway right over Yon. Okay. I was in a car crash on that once. Yeah? Yeah. I got to drive my buddy home. First time I ever night drove. I was spooked. The first time you ever drove at night, you fucking crashed? No, the first time I ever drove at night, he crashed, had to go to the hospital for a minor head injury and was... uh, (gasps) Oh, and you drove back. Yeah, I drove back. It was like four in the morning, pitch black out, roads are shit. And, you know, he he couldn't drive. He had he had goo in his system. You know, I had to be. Oh, he had goo head. He had goo head. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to be the one to take a stride that steering wheel, plop my hips right on it and wiggle around like a like a dancer. Wait, you plopped your hips on the steering wheel? Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? The chair's just there if you get tuckered out. But you drive by straddling <laughs> your legs and putting them around the steering wheel. And then you just kind of dry- gyrate to get around. That's why I don't drive, hon. I get tuckered out. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're driving wrong. You've been driving wrong this whole time. Try sitting. I'm doing that right now. No, I mean try sitting and driving at well, the same how, time. How, what, what am I supposed to do with my hips? Who, how, 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 why are your hands in your pants? You don't want to know. No, I actually do. Why are your hands in your pants? Grab my butt. <laughs> to, to provide balance. God, God fucking damn it. 
<laughs> How do you drive? I drive with my hips and my hands down my pants, grabbing my butt for balance. <laughs> the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Can you picture it? Yeah, I can picture it, and that's the problem. Well, good. That picture of the new market viaduct is pretty pretty. Pretty pretty? Pretty pretty. Okay. Pretty. Another bridge. The Greenham Lock is a lock on the Kennet and Avon Canal at Newbury, Berkshire, England. Mm-hmm. You said canal. It's pronounced canal. Oh, excuse me. It's anal with a C. Mm-hmm. Canal. Canal. Okay. Isn't... Wh- mm-hmm. No, it's canal. Isn't there a town in England that's all on the water? Is it England? I think maybe it's Sweden or Finland. I think it's it's one of those Scandinavian countries. Yeah. yeah. It's really pretty. It is. You can get everywhere by a little boat. Yeah, everybody has a boat instead of a car. Sounds pretty fucking great. Town on the water. Uh, it's it's in Dutch. Deutschland. Gietum, known as the Dutch of Venice. I want to read this one. Okay. His Lordship Justice Albert Redhead (laughs) was a Grenadian lawyer and judge who worked in many of the Commonwealth countries of the Caribbean. (laughs) It really says that. Yeah. He didn't. That's. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was just the way you read it that made me laugh really hard. Do you think he was a redhead? No. Hmm. That's a shame. Okay, let's look up. No, because he's... No. Hang on. He was bald. Yes. Ain't not... There's not even one picture of him with hair. No, no red on that head, that's for sure. Nope. I hope he's having a good day. Yeah. Albert Redhead from the University of London, who worked in many of the Commonwealth countries of the Caribbean. Fucking rocket, dude. Have yourself a nice sandwich. Oh, he's dead. Oh. He died March 4th. Of this year? 2019. Oh, that's too bad. Oh. To the family and friends of Albert Redhead of the Commonwealth countries of the Caribbean, have a delicious sandwich in his memory. Okay. Whoa. Can we really, really quick before we move on. Look at that big Can we really bunker. quick talk about... <clears throat> The sandwich that you've been making? Oh, the shithead sandwich, yeah. Over the past week. Why do you, why do you want to talk about the shithead sandwich? Why do you? I want to talk about the shithead sandwich? Why? Will you tell everybody what's on the shithead sandwich? So, dear listeners, all four to ten of you, <laughs> if you want an excellent recipe to really feel great about your life, I recommend to you the shithead sandwich, a sandwich of my own design. Uh, so... Cut a half an onion. Cut it in half, right? Get that shit sautéing in a pan and some olive oil for like 20 minutes, right? Get it nice and brown and ooey and gooey and the sugars and shit and the onion come out and make Caramelize it Caramelize them. Car- Caramelize, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it's my recipe. Let me use my vernacular here. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Fucker. My shithead saying what time the shithead now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you get your onions all brown and gooey, and next, you toast two pieces of bread that your wife made. If you don't have a wife, or maybe you are a wife, ask someone else to make you some bread, because you deserve being taken care of a little bit, and to have a treat every now and again. Um, 
Sorry, I had a shithead sandwich slime in my throat. Uh, next, what you do is you get your least favorite brand of peanut butter. And you get it out, you get a little knife. And next, what you do is you get your favorite brand of red pepper hoagie spread, which is by the company Cento. Uh, I love that shit. It's so good. I've been putting it on everything. Fucking great. Get the bread. Put on some peanut butter. Put on some red pepper spread. Put the onions on. That's one slice of bread. Second slice of bread. Get some peanut butter. Get some red pepper spread. Put it on the first piece of bread. Bam! Shithead sandwich. It's a little messy. Eat it with a fork, maybe. Eat it with your hands if you're fucking cool. Peanut butter, onions, and red pepper relish. Peanut butter, caramelized onions, red pepper relish on nice toasted fluffy white bread. It's got a lot, a lot, a lot of textures going on. It's sweet. It's kind of savory. So I want everybody to remember this the next time my husband says to me, like, wow, you ate that? You're disgusting. I don't say that about you I ever. Know, you've never said it. You make fun of my taste regularly. You yeah. like anchovies on pizza, you dirty husband. Anchovies on pizza is fucking around. disgusting. Like, two people in the world like it. That's why the local fucking pizza place that had anchovies stopped selling it because nobody gets anchovies on fucking pizza. And yet the one that's closer to a several busy stores still has it. And I'm assuming sells out of it regularly. Probably because it's not. great. Let's read about steel. It's a big fucking bucket. Yeah. Steel is an alloy made up of iron with typically a few tenths of a percent of carbon to improve its strength and fracture resistance compared to other forms of iron. Many other elements may be present or added. Stainless steels are... Stainless steels that are corrosion and oxidation resistant need typically an additional 11% chromium. Because of its high tensile strength and low cost, steel is used in buildings, infrastructure tools, ships, trains, cars, machines, electrical appliances, and weapons. Iron is the base metal of steel. Depending on the temperature, it can make take two crystalline forms, allotropic forms, body-centered cubic, and face-centered cubic. I don't know what that means. But... The interaction of the allotropes of iron with the alloying elements, primarily carbon, gives steel and cast iron their range of unique properties. That's all well and good. I want to read about that big fucking bucket. Okay, well, that's, uh, what do they call them? A big fucking bucket. No. No. Oh, a chumbler. A chumbler. Yeah, a chumbler, yeah. Foreman gets the chumbler full of that hot orange goo. Gets a mold ready and dechumbles the liquid steel into the mold. Chumbawamba, the the band, they all worked at a steel mill, is the thing. <laughs> they wrote tub thumping about that big fucking bucket. Yeah. The chumble or the tub. But is the, where the, steel the record goes. company didn't want to accept big fucking bucket thumping. Yeah, yeah. So they changed it to tub. Chumble thumping. Is the act of getting down and dirty in the steel bucket between steel being poured in and taken out. It's real hot, gets real sweaty. It's awful. And no one but those band members did it. Yep. They got fired the day they wrote the song. Yep. They went to the bar that I'm assuming was right next to the steel mill and said, Hey, fellas, let's write a song about this shit. Also, my body is covered in flecks of molten steel because we all just fucked in a big bucket. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Anta Railway Station is a railway station in the Baran District, Rajasthan, 
It is its code is ATH. It serves Antaw City. The station consists of two platforms: Passenger Express and Superfast trains halt here. That's... Do you wish that there were trains here? Yes. The only I mean, reason... there are trains in the U.S., but they're used. They're not passenger trains. No, the U.S. used to have a pretty uh, intense passenger railway network. That around the time that companies like GM got a lot of money in the 40s and 50s, uh, got torn down. Which yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. Been salty about that since I heard about it. You got to look at train magazines yesterday. I did. I was I was having a good time. Yeah. I was with my grandparents. I read about trains. I had sub. Life was good. Yeah. You got to look at trains, and then we came home and watched a documentary about a plane. So. Yeah. It was nice. We both had a good day yesterday. That one guy in that video really, really was into that plane. It's the most important plane, most important machine, besides the uh, Polo 11. Spitfire, I'll spit on you. (laughs) He was really fucking into it. But the rest of it was fine, but I thought that guy was just kind of funny, his 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 lust for that plane. I don't know what guy that you're the ta- second guy you're talking the, about. The the younger guy introduced in the opening as the the older folk who actually flew them were talking. He was interspersed saying like, Yeah, what a fuck oh, this yeah, plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smooth garbage. Propeller. <laughs> 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 okay. Propeller. Alcoholism in rural Australia. <laughs> what? Alcohol is in rural, rural, rural Australia is the most frequently used drug by residents living in isolated, remote, and rural regions in Australia. Alcohol consumption is particularly misused by individuals in these areas due to numerous factors distinctive of rural Australia. These factors consist of the reduced access to education and healthcare professionals with alcohol treatment services, leading to a higher rates of unemployment and economic disadvantage. These characteristics promote increased levels of disease, injury, and death as a result of high alcohol-related harms that are substantial in rural communities across Australia. That's fucking sad. Yeah, mom. It's a real problem. But also, it's funny that this really specific article exists. <laughs> no, right? Well, I mean, I think that there's been papers on, like, why and, like, the... You know, if you notice a trend among something, you want to investigate it and then be like, okay, I'm going to write a paper on this once I've investigated it and I've pointed out what the issues are or done a study of some kind. It's really important to do that because then other people can look at your work and work off of it and maybe fucking do something. Well, science. But yeah, <laughs> Andrew Wakefield, the guy who got the anti-vax movement kind of going in the early 2000s and late 90s, in his study trying to prove that uh, fucking botulism causes autism, cited a guy who got fired from being a doctor in the U.S. because he tried to explain that his bone marrow and only his could cure autism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching a documentary about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, they were fucking crazy. If you want to get just fucking mad, don't. Have a a good day. Have a good day. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. Okay, moving on. Oh, 
Go ahead. I was going to say, everybody in Australia who uh, knows somebody who, you know, is having a uh, trouble with alcoholism or maybe you feel as though you do, uh, I don't know, reach out to somebody that cares, you know? That's good, important. It is. Okay. Harry Chapin. When in doubt, do something. Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, is a 2020 documentary biographical film directed by Rick Korn. <laughs> like the band that's spelled K-O-R-N. <laughs> Holy shit. Documenting the life and career of Harry Chapin. Who's Harry Chapin? Who the fuck is Harry Chapin? There Harry is. Chapin was an American singer-songwriter, philanthropist, and hunger activist known, best known for his folk rock, pop songs, he achieved world... <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. I can't I, fucking read. Today. I know what it means by hunger activist, but I like to imagine like he was really all for people being hungry. Like he'd see a family sitting down to dinner, he'd kick open their door and take their fucking food. <laughs> you can't have this. I'm actively removing your ability to eat. He'd flip their table, shit on their floor, and leave. And just yell, I'm helping you yeah. on the way out the door. There's too many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Run it into his trailer and just, like, sit there and look at it. Just stare. The Record Society of Lancashire and Cheshire. The Record Society of Lancashire and Cheshire is a text publication society that publishes historical documents relating to the traditional counties of Lancashire and Cheshire. It became a registered charity. No. Five zero zero four three four for public education in the history of the two counties in... 1970. Wow. You're going to read the citation, too? Two. In brackets. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, since you're John gonna... Parsons Ear Waker. That's a dope fucking name. What's an ear waker? What? That's the guy. He was an English antiquary. Yeah. Did his ears never sleep? Mm-mm. He'd be taking a cat nap in the back of the library and his ears would be fucking flying. And if you were... <laughs> Oh my, that chap's ears are going apeshit, as we say in 18th century London. Do you think if you were around him, your ears also went apeshit? Oh yeah. Kind of like how Wilson from Tool Time could spread sex spores. Yeah. Earwaker could release ear slime that made your ears do the old He had like a radius, like an effective radius. Yeah, yeah. If you are within my earwake aura, your ears won't go to bed. We'll just start flapping. Yeah. Flapping yeah, they flapping. make a real gross, like, <laughs> noise as they do it. I fucking hate that so goddamn much. Well, hey, be happy your ears don't flop or else you'd hear it all the time. Yeah, well, we're not along, uh, around. <laughs> we're, not al- we're not around Earwaker. Maybe. Oh, he's dead. He died in 1895. We're safe. Uh, well, we're safe from the Earwalker. Maybe he... <laughs> <laughs> Safe from the Earwalker, a <laughs> horror movie. Oh man! All right, it's like the internet's current fascination with skinwalkers as a horror concept. Like, pff, whatever, that's passe. Give me the Earwalker. The Currableek is a species of ray-finned fish in the genus Albernus. It is native to the Caspian Sea basin from the Kura River and Aras River in the east of the Seafield Rood in Iran. So I kind of want to see what this fish looks like. Yeah, also they're called ray-finned fish because uh, their bones look like Ray Romano. 
Oh, they're not anything cool. Like, they don't Deborah. Cool. <laughs> Deborah, my bones are in a fish, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, free me from my prison, my piscine prison. Piscine? Piscine? Pissing. Pissing. Free me from my piss fair prison. <laughs> Wow. I like her leg bands. I'm moving on. Oh, well, wait a minute. That's John Byrne. John Byrne liked his leg bands. Okay. Madame Rouge is a fictional supervillain appearing in DC Comics. First appearing in Doom Patrol number 86 in March 1964, the character was created by Arnold Drake. Michelle Gomez portrays the live-action version of the character in the third season of the HBO Max series Doom Patrol. Is it a third season? Jesus. Yeah. Well, oh, God. Michelle Gomez, she was on Green Wing. What's that? And she was also on Doctor Who. She was um, Missy on Doctor Who. Oh, no shit. Yes. Yeah. I fucking love her. Yeah, she's great. I now think I should watch Doom Patrol. I think you should. I want to reread Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol. That was good shit. Listeners, if you're into comics at all... I would highly recommend the first 26 issues of Grant Morrison's run on Animal Man. Mwah, fucking perfect. I'd consider that to be like some of the best work in the genre or like the medium of comics. Yeah. It's really good. My wife, sure. you should read it. I I don't really read comics that much anymore. It's a shame. I know it is. Pretty, pretty lame. Yep. If you read comics, you could have leg bands like this lady. I don't need leg bands. I kind of think you do. You got the legs for it. Okay. I want to read this one. Okay. Palazzo Dona Babalbi. Balbi? Balbi? Palazzo Dona Balbi is a palace in Venice, Italy, located in the Santa Croce district, overlooking the right side of the Grand Canal on Riva de Basile Foundation, opposite Palazzo Flangini and the Church of San Gremia. Canal. Yeah, I want to read the other sentence. Okay. The current building was built in the 17th century, most likely by joining the three adjacent buildings. Owned by the province of Venice, the building is the seat of the regional school office. They're built over the water, so all the toilets are just holes in the ground. You just poop right on in. Yes. I haven't ever been to Venice, but I watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2 starring Tom Holland, and they go to Venice. Yep. And they go to a hotel that's like... In the water. Yeah. Basically. And you, yeah. Like, and you watch Tom Holland take a shit in a hole. Yep. That was part of the movie, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, yeah, that's uh, Stan Lee. The last thing he did before he died was to make sure that that got into the movie. He's like, this is really important for the character of Spider-Man. <laughs> He's got a, it shows his inner turmoil as a young superhero is him shit in a fucking hole. <laughs> Give me the giggles. It did give you the giggles. You silly boy. This deathbed just like fucking fighting for it. All right, our next random article <laughs> <laughs> is Crystal Hill, Arkansas. Crystal Hill is an unincorporated community in Hill Township, Pulaski County, Arkansas, United States. It is located along Crystal Hill Road near the the junction of Interstate 40 and I-430. Okay. So Hill Township, Pulaski County, Arkansas, United States. That's a lot of shit. 
It's an unincorporated community. What does that mean? means that it's not actually a town. Oh, so they don't have like a post office or whatever? No. They're in the Hill Township. Okay, so it's like, it is like the thing that I know about and can reference for yeah. my own benefit. Yeah, you you did it. You done did it. I know the thing. My brain's so smooth and fat with thoughts. Okay. <laughs> the Kalat Fakra. The Kalat Fakra is an archaeological site in Kvartiban, Lebanon, with Roman and Byzantine ruins. Located near the Fakra Ski Resort on the slopes of Mount Sinin at an altitude of 1500, and it is one of the most unin. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> It is one of the most important sites of the UNESCO listed Nar Al Kabab Valley. Listeners, you really should look through the UNESCO listed World Heritage sites. There's some cool fucking shit in there. The ruins are the most extensive Roman archaeological sites in Mount Lebanon that consists of columns, altars, tombs, and temples, including the Claudius Tower with its Greek inscription that states that the building, which at one time was topped with a pyramid-shaped roof like Kamau el Hermel, was renovated by Roman Emperor Claudius in honor of Adonis in CE4344. The tower has a 16-meter square base. Uh-oh, I fucked up. Move. Mm. It has a 16 mm. Mm. square base. Hey, uh, what's that guy? Zeus Beal Galassos. That's a cool fucking name. Let's do one more. Okay. Oh, it's that's built to be like an anti-cannon defense fort. That's fucking cool. Liakavici. Liakavici. It's a city in the southwestern Bel- Belarusian Brest region. Yep. So to my understanding of a castle building, which admittedly is limited and informed by YouTube videos, which could very well be wrong on the subject, uh, those big triangly parts on the castle were like to deflect cannonballs and shit or to direct that kind of fire to the square walls in between them, which were really, really, really thick. And it wouldn't really matter if they got hit, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also, to my understanding, kind of as an attempt to funnel infantry, because mm-hmm. uh, there was a gate on each one that acted like a kill square, you know? Mm. Yeah. Hey, you don't step in the kill square. Uh, ooh, ah, my kill square. Ah, I'm killed. Ah, fuck. Ah. Should have seen you had the two triangles there. I stepped right in the square. Fuck. Ah, jeez. But you GV, you got me. All right. So, our demotivational quote of the week comes from February 10th, and it is, dreams are just nightmares that aren't over yet. It wasn't a great week. I think it's been a pretty great week so far. Uh, so, I just want to remind everybody that we do have an email, the Borbo and Bungus Hour. Please send questions, comments, or anything that you would like us to read any Wikipedia articles or anything like that. We would love to hear from you and get some feedback from you. Absolutely. Basically anything. Just send a shit. Yeah. All right. I want to thank Bitter Coast for the use of their song, Complicated. You can find them on Spotify and Apple Music. Go do that. This has been the Borbo and Bungus Hour. Instead of tithing, donate your money to research. Or your grandma.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider hitting the subscribe button, giving us a review, and sharing on your favorite social media platforms.